Hello, everyone. This is Sherry Burton Ways, your interior environment coach. And I help reset your space, reprogram your energy. I am also an author and a designer and feng shui practitioner, as well as a design psychologist. It is uh, September. And I took a break over the summer um, before restarting the podcast series. And I'm back and feeling refreshed and ready to go. And today I want to talk to you about feng shui. So um, a little bit about that and uh, to, to get us back going this fall. And there's a lot of exciting things happening personally and professionally and I um I feel I'm feeling really energized um the fall is really my time of year and it's an air time that I feel rejuvenated and particularly October um November time when it gets a little cooler crispier um and so forth so I'm I'm so glad to be able to um to come back and and re-energize and I've been getting really good feedback about the uh, Interior Environment Coach uh, podcast series and um, I am so glad that you're enjoying it. Um, So let me begin. Uh, Back in the early 2000s I began to realize that my purpose was to help decorate and design uh, spaces to help others feel good. And um, part of this journey was chronicled um, in my last book, Feel Good Spaces, uh, Decorating Your Home for the Mind, Body, and Spirit, uh, back in 2012, and talked a little bit about my process and helped people be able to regain and feel good about their spaces. And part of that um, is this ancient art of feng shui. Um, but during this time, it was suggested to me to study the ancient Chinese art of placement when I first started out decorating and designing. And I discovered there were several schools of feng shui and set out to study all of them. So to this day, I combine several schools of feng shui in the work that I do um, with my clients to help energize not only their spaces, but my own Um, and have really achieved some really great results um, as a uh, part of that process. A lot of my clients have gone on and have uh, done some really amazing things in their careers and their personal lives. And I kind of feel like feng shui had something to do with it. so let's let's dig into this a little bit so um, we can understand what it is and what it's not. Now, what it's not, I always say, it's not a religion. <laughs> you know, as many times that people say to me, oh, you know, it's a religious practice and uh, it's taboo and so forth. Uh, when I first started out in uh, the early 2000s, um, particularly being an African-American woman, getting into feng shui, um, there were people who, um, were a little skeptical. Um, there were people 
just like with yoga, you know, they thought of it as a paganist um, activity um, that wasn't, didn't have spiritual, um, traditional, fundamental Christian foundations and was looked upon suspiciously. Now, a lot of those same people are, you know, saying to me, oh, you know, I really dig this whole thing with feng shui and understanding how, you know, spirit um, is uh, encompassed in it and blah, 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 and so forth. So I just want to, you know, put that out there, no matter what your spiritual belief is. um, Feng shui is not a religion, okay? There are some Buddhist... Um, uh, principles involved in it, but it's not what I would say a religious practice, okay? Um, So feng shui really translates literally to wind and water, and it's about balancing the energy or the chi of a living space and its inhabitants to increase well-being in all aspects such as health, wealth, relationships, and career. So the goal of feng shui is to create a constant interaction between your personal energy and the energy of the interior environment. Um, And each continuously affects and shapes the others. So per feng shui principles, elements such as colors, sounds, and symbols along with how you arrange the furniture in your space are instrumental in creating a pleasing indoor environment. So when you inhabit a living space that has what we call healthy chi or healthy or positive energy, our own life force is enhanced and preserved. We can use feng shui to decorate our spaces, place objects, furniture, and other items to achieve peacefulness and harmony. So as the pressures of modern life these days increase our stress levels, more and more people are looking for ways to promote health and positive energy in their homes and their work environment. Um, so there, there are different forms of feng shui, which has been used in the Chinese culture since 4000 BC. Um, But all of China's important buildings were built um, back at that time period using the ancient art of uh, feng shui. And at that time, um, anyone who was working in the field of feng shui um, did it through remote memory. So the traditions were passed on verbally. Um, and the practices were passed on verbally and it wasn't written down and it was only for the noble and the wealthy in ancient Chinese culture um, to be able to use feng shui to their advantage. Um, And primarily it was a practice to uh, locate uh, auspicious burial sites for um, the wealthy and the noble um, of Um, the uh, ancient Chinese uh, dynasties. Um, So a lot of people, you know, think that it was always an 
internal or interior activity, but actually it was an external activity. So um, it's just something to to keep in mind. Um, there are various objects that you can integrate into your space um, to decorate in accordance to what we call feng shui. So the whole idea, just like I, I write in feel-good spaces, is to create um, energetic, positive energetic spaces within your home or office that um, is going to generate positive results for all aspects of your life, whether it's health, relationships, money, um, family um, uh, relationships, the cultivation of education and uh, other pursuits. And it, it can get complicated. And on this podcast, I'm, I'm not going to get really super in-depth in it because it, there is a lot involved, but I'm just going to give you generalities. Um, so plants, um, they help freshen our air, they lower our blood pressure, and they bring in nature, but it's also a key element in an interior to increase wealth. Um, so that's something, you know, you want to keep in mind. Um, the wealth corner is, is primarily, if you're looking at what we call Bagua, um, the Bagua is, is basically an energetic map that you can overlay in over a room, um, the entire house, a floor. Um, you can do that on a, over a neighborhood and it will give you various, um, energies and energetic points and and life stations that people really want to cultivate in their homes, offices, and businesses. Now, um, there's there's various categories um, within the Bagua, um, and wealth is being one of them, which is on the far uh, left corner of the map. But um, I just want to say that the the basic element of feng shui is really about balance between yin and yang. Um, These are naturally opposed dependents which flow in a continually changing motion to create a perfect equilibrium. So it's basically the hot, the cold, um, the quiet, the loud. It's opposites and opposites balance out each other. So uh, yin and yang is is primarily one of those those things that feng shui is made up on. Um, the other element of feng shui is what we call the uh, the five elements, and a lot of people have heard of the five elements, and a lot of them um, the elements, if if used correctly, can really balance a space and. And so forth, and and here they are because a lot of people get these mixed up. So the five elements um, include fire, water, earth, metal, and wood. Um, they're represented by different colors, and each represents um, a corresponding uh, phenomena in the natural world and in the human body. Um, some of these. Um, I mean, all of these can be represented by objects as well. Um, Fire, for example, is represented by red, purple, pink, orange, and yellow. The water element 
blue and black. Uh, earth is pale yellow, brown, and sandy colors. Metal, gray, and white. Wood, uh, brown, and green. Um, plants uh, as well can be represented by the wood element. Um, and any of these elements as well, if there's, if there's artwork that shows any of these elements that can be used um, to balance a space with a particular element as well. So the way you choose to use these colors in your home will determine the flow of energy and the influence of your well-being. So the combinations of all of these colors are very important to create a peaceful, positive atmosphere where you can relax and grow. So if you want to learn how to integrate feng shui into your decor and design, the first thing to do is to learn about feng shui in general and its main concepts. Um, in doing so, you can find yourself naturally acquiring information on how to decorate different spaces per feng shui. Um, my experience with it as a form of design um, as a form of a design element, I should say, not a form of design, um, I, I use it as a tool in the design process. Um, it provides me with color and arrangement information that's more specialized and more um, customized to my client and their overall well-being. So, you know, per feng shui, um, you know, we can place our furniture, the colors we choose, and different objects and places where we choose for them um, to ensure harmony. And I first do that by utilizing Chinese astrology to find out the balance of um, the five elements in someone's nature. Um, I also uh, look into and analyze their yin and yang composition if they need more yang in their life, what things we can do via colors and furniture to, to add or subtract from those things. Um, and if someone like myself is a very weak water element when I analyze myself, um, so I am going to include, for example, more blues and blacks and um, wavy patterns and things that represents the water element to bring that um, into more of a balance for myself within my interior, particularly places in my home that I spend most of my time in, such as my home office, for example. Um, so um, in China, you know, people used to look for feng shui uh, experts to guide them on where they should purchase their home. And even today, I run into realtors who tell me that their Asian clients, um, uh, particularly those that are rooted in feng shui, um, want to bring in a feng shui expert to help them uh, determine if a home that they're looking at purchasing is one that's going to give them wealth and joy and is compatible for all family members um, that uh, before investing. So I, I think that's just, you know, an awesome idea and something that I will be thinking of as I'm going to be purchasing a home in the next couple of years. Um, no matter what 
you believe or know or hear about with feng shui uh, and the different schools, which, you know, will take me uh, another five hours to go through the schools of different schools of feng shui. Um, they all um, really come down to uh, what I call the, the fundamentals, the, um, the, the unwritten rules that makes any space uh, feel uh, good and can be manipulated through good energy. And that's number one, having nothing broken in the home. Um, whether it's a piece of glass on a mirror uh, to a pipe, you don't, um, in your plumbing, you don't want to have anything broken in your space. The second thing is, is no clutter, you know, is, is making sure that we keep our spaces free and clear of clutter. And believe it or not, I'm in this business, right? And I am always suffering from not making sure that things are decluttered the way they do they need to be, and um, I'm working on that. And uh, as of late, I'm, I'm doing pretty good in that <laughs> area. Uh, create clear Zen surfaces, which is um, goes back to the, the last point I mentioned, which was the um, decluttering piece. Surround yourself only with things that you love. I'm always preaching that because... Um, I think it's so important. I, I remember, um, and I wrote this in my book, um, uh, Landing on Your Feet and Putting Down Roots. I talked about uh, getting my first apartment after my divorce and making sure that I had things that I took with me that I absolutely loved. And those were art pieces and from various artists and artisans that I have met and come across throughout the the years as well as my own art and that color and that process really is something that creates love for me in my space um and then the last thing is to create a sacred place in your home um whether it's a meditation area a crafting area an exercise or yoga space whatever it is for you uh, a prayer room, create that for yourself. Those are the things that, you know, make up what I call a feng shui space um, above and beyond what a feng shui practitioner can do for you. Um, and, you know, feng shui really encourages creating a space um, for contemplation of greater things, creating a peaceful space where you can think, meditate, pray. Um, overall, will assist you in creating positive energy uh, and harmony in your life as well as in your home. So, um, you know, feng shui is something that um, I found uh, helped me to um, create balance in my life, um, making sure that my seating um, were in the best directions that would encourage good circulation, um, purchasing furniture that was rounded instead of square and sharp, 
because um, those uh, pointed um, angles of furniture can create uh, what we call um, poisonous arrows towards you or towards other people. So I really work to help my clients pick furnishings that are going to be positive for their space as well as artwork and other things as well and understanding again their astrological chart and according to Chinese astrology um, to understand um, their components of the five elements as we had mentioned before making sure that they are you know, balanced um, both mentally, physically, and environmentally, um, bringing in those elements that they are lacking or low on, as well as the yin and yang. Um, there's so much involved with with feng shui, and I could go on and on and on. But the those tenets that I talked about are the main things that you want to at least begin with and then work with someone who is qualified to um, really change the energy, shift the energy, lay out your spaces. And, you know, everybody has many different situations in which they want to ask me about, you know, is this good? Is this good feng shui? Is that bad feng shui? couple things to keep in mind for example is that always have a headboard a solid headboard on your bed Um, make sure that um, your bathrooms when you um, that your toilet cannot be seen from the door Um, make sure that if your doorway is directly in front of a stairway Make sure you have a crystal chandelier or something there to kind of contain that energy uh, from the front door on up through um, the rest of the home. So those are just a couple things that I wanted to share with you uh, about feng shui. It's it's not something that's scary. Um, it is, uh, there are a lot of information out there that books and Uh, different people doing different things and calling it feng shui. Um, I do recommend that people be cautious of that because there's a lot of, um, I wouldn't say, you know, I think there's a lot of, uh, you know, we have this term called fake news. There's a lot of fake feng shui information being circulated out there. And Um, You want to really, really be careful um, in understanding what you're reading. You know, there's classical feng shui, there's Western school, there's the black hat Tibetan school, there is the east-west method, there's the compass school, there's so many schools of feng shui, and a lot of times you might be reading about a particular method or school of feng shui as if that's the only way to do it. Um, I, again, like to understand and know all the different methods and combine them um, when necessary when I'm working with my clients because everyone has a different need and issue. So um, that is all um, for now on uh, that subject, feng shui, which is one of my favorites. And 
I write about it in both my books, um, the um, Feel Good Spaces, Decorating Your Home for the Body, Mind, and Spirit, and then the latest book that came out last year, Landing on Your Feet and Putting Down Roots, 21 Rituals to Transform Your Life and Interior Space. I encourage you to check out both of those books. They're available on Amazon. And um, you will uh, be able to learn more about those. Um, also, look up books on feng shui and, and, and learn all that you can about it. Um, and see what you can do to help create a space that is energetically uh, beneficial for you. All for now, and I look forward to speaking with you again on a future episode. And if you have any questions or you want to get in touch with me, uh, my email is sherry, S-H-E-R-R-Y, at sherryburtonwaves, W-A-Y-S dot com. And I look forward to talking with you soon. Take care. Bye now. <laughs>